You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Named the best podcast of 2018 by Apple. Tons of fascinating guests. Untold stories you won't hear anywhere else. Expand your wisdom and discover other perspectives that you've never considered before with The Jordan Harbinger Show. Join Jordan as he interviews high-profile people as well as intriguing personalities. Each episode features a discussion that might just take you anywhere. I recommend episode 970, where Jordan and guest Annie Jacobson talk nuclear annihilation. How likely is it? How scared should you be? And what comes after? There's also episode 886 with David Farina, which delves into the wacky world of flat earthers. These episodes are great starting points, but you're sure to find deep, interesting, and thought-provoking topics throughout Jordan's catalog. Turn off the music and turn up the wisdom with The Jordan Harbinger Show. We really enjoy this show and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R. These are the top five scariest stories you haven't read yet, and I will read them to you. This is Darkness Prevails, the place where people like you share their creepy true stories with the world. Because this world is a strange one. The following five allegedly true stories are the winners of November's Scariest True Stories contest. So buckle up, this is gonna be good. If you'd like to participate in the next contest, all you have to do is share your story at reddit.com slash r slash darkness prevails and get all those upvotes. Also, if you want to be the absolute coolest or scariest kid on the playground, check out my new clothing line at morbidmonsters.com or click the link in the description. I've got some cool monster shirts and awesome hats. And real quick, here are the comments from my last video about creepy stories from the desert. Sky comments, this guy is so nice. He he, I love him. Thank you, Sky, that's super sweet. But does it make me a jerk that I love it when you're gray? ZPlays63 says, lit it, 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 it. Those were some pretty good stories. Makes me want to spark up a fat doobie. Skinned Locust says, bring on the heat and the immense freezing cold because the desert is like that. Snappy69 says, litness. More like fitness whole pizza in my mouth. Nah, that, that's, that's cringy. And McNutt007 is back with nothing like darkness on a sick day. You say that now until you're sick with the disease I'm concocting. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into those top five scariest Reddit stories. 
Number one, there's something in the tree farm near my house, submitted by Moon Noodler. This story involves four different occurrences that happened to both me and my cousin. First, let me tell you about my house. I live on a hill surrounded by my family. We all lived within extremely short walking distance from one another. Aside from family, our homes are all surrounded by a vast field and then a massive tree farm owned by a paper company. I have countless memories of my brother, my cousins, and I riding on four-wheelers and walking in the fields as kids. The field would often get baled for hay and we'd play on the bales all day and night. These were some of my fondest memories, but in contrast to the good memories, there were some memories that weren't so enjoyable. The first of these darker memories was the time my cousin Rex and I were riding his four-wheeler through the woods on an old logging trail that made up the tree farm. It was around 10 o'clock at night and we had just taken one of the trails to a food plot used by hunters, including my uncle. From what I understood, a food plot was a place that hunters would set out food to attract deer or turkey for hunting. I was never a hunter myself, but my cousins and uncles were very well versed in the trade. The food plot was a wide open circle in the woods, surrounded by trees, it looked like something you'd see a UFO land in in some sort of sci-fi movie. My cousin suddenly shut off the four-wheeler and we sat in silence for a short while before he sparked up a conversation about a big buck he and my uncle had seen here a few weeks prior. Rex was suddenly cut off though by the sound of a bobcat wailing. It's a horrible sound, sounds like an old woman being tormented. It shook me to the core when I heard it. Screw that, I remember my cousin saying as we started up the four-wheeler and peeled it out of there. This story wasn't so freaky until the next few incidents happened. About two years later, my cousins and I had started to grow older and lost interest in playing in the fields. I still took the occasional walk around the tree line and my cousins and uncles still hunted the food plot in the tree farm. One night, as I was asleep on my bed, I had a dream, or at least I thought it was a dream. In this supposed dream, I was in my bed, and at the edge of my bed frame, there was what I can only describe as an imp, a thing that looked like a human, but devious and disheveled. It looked like a little boy with pitch black eyes and teeth and he wore no clothes. I laid still for the longest time, wishing I would just wake up. The imp boy just stood there looking at me for a moment and then he spoke to me. His voice sounded so strange. The best way I can describe it is those videos of dogs trying to speak. It gives me chills just writing about it. He said to me, Don't pass the tree in the middle of the field. Not alone, not anymore. It was then that I woke up. I was in a cold sweat and I had risen out of bed screaming. I couldn't sleep for the rest of the night. Needless to say, I took the message to heart. 
I never passed the boundary that the large tree set in the field alone. I wouldn't even go in the woods until my friends were over. I would never go out there alone. About five years passed since that dream. I'm 18 now, and my cousin Rex has since moved to the other side of the county. Just three weeks ago, I got a new puppy from the pound. We named him Alaska, and he's a great Pyrenees. Being a puppy, I often had to get up at night and take him out to use the bathroom. It was about 12 at night, and I took Alaska out. My brother's truck was parked in the yard, and my cat, Artemis, was laying on the hood. I sat and watched her for a while, then she meowed at me. I thought nothing of this until about four seconds later, when her meow was mimicked perfectly from off in the field, in the distance. It repeated again seven or eight times. It wouldn't have been that unsettling, considering that there were a lot of stray cats out there, but this wasn't just a call or response. This was the exact same meow that my cat had done, only from the distance and repeated multiple times. About a week ago, two weeks after the cat incidents, I was taking my new dog to my aunt and uncle's house to show my baby cousin, Josie. It was a normal visit until my cousin Rex, my aunt and uncle and I began to talk about mine and my cousin's childhood stories. Eventually, the topic reached the time we heard the bobcat in the food plot. My aunt looked at my cousin and my cousin looked nervous. Rex spoke and told me about an incident that happened to him only two months prior. He said it was around nine o'clock at night and he wanted to try and hunt the old food plot again. He had laid out some bait the day before and again that night. He told me of how he sat in his tree stand and waited. He talked about how he saw a doe coming out of the trees and how he fired at it but missed. He said that he sat there, disappointed in the shot he had missed, only to suddenly hear his shot be mimicked by something. It wasn't an echo. The sound was fresh and nearby, loud enough to cause his ears to ring. He stayed in his tree stand for a long time, just listening. He said that after a while, he began to hear rustling from the left side of the food plot. He got back up and was ready to fire, and he told me what he saw next. Out of the tree line, he saw a boy a boy wearing no clothes, whose eyes were solid black. He was looking around. Rex stayed in the tree stand, still and quiet. He thought it was weird, but nothing too sinister. Not until the boy opened his mouth and the sound of the shot rang again, straight from the boy's mouth. He did this twice before opening his mouth again and making the same screaming bobcat noise we'd heard so long ago. Then the boy proceeded to walk backwards, back into those woods. Rex says he hasn't hunted since then, and now the thought of it chills me to the bone. Just to think that something out there in those woods 
something building up its own library of noises and calls for whatever reason. It's enough to disturb me and keep me far away from those woods for the rest of my life. Number two, The Sound by Lil Mama 85 My boyfriend, now husband, decided to go on a road trip to my dad's hunting cabin in Northern West Virginia, just a few counties over from Point Pleasant. We packed all our gear into our truck the night before so we could get an early start the next morning. We rise and shine extra early because we couldn't contain our excitement. Our trip to the cabin goes fine. We reach the town that the cabin is near and load up on some groceries. About an hour later, we're turning down the dirt road toward the cabin. Now, the cabin is about 50 miles back in the boondocks, away from any kind of civilization. It's a very isolated and creepy place at times. We drive down the dirt road for what seems like forever. Then we finally see the cabin. Both of us are tired from the long trip and we were planning on relaxing by the fireplace and watching some DVDs as soon as the bags and groceries were unpacked. We get everything inside and I start dinner while my boyfriend, Neil, plans on gathering some firewood out back. A little after seven o'clock, the sun is setting and we make sure all the doors and windows are shut tightly. It's a small one bedroom cabin, so there was maybe five windows and two doors. After we clean up, we decide to watch Catch Me If You Can on DVD. Nothing scary. We didn't want to ruin our fun. I reach for a cigarette only to find my pack is empty. I ask Neil where the carton was. We had just bought one. He tells me it's in the truck and asks if I want him to go get it. I tell him no, that it's fine. I slip on my shoes and make my way to the door to get them myself. Now I've always been scared of the dark and I hate going outside when it's dark. I've been that way since a child and it never changed for me. The fear remained even as an adult. I turned back to Neil before I left and I asked him if he would stand at the front of the door as I go out to the truck. He says sure and makes his way over to the doorway. I ease outside and down the steps to the truck. I was reaching in to get the carton of cigarettes when I hear the sound. At first, it sounded like a woman screaming. Then it changed midway to howling. And then it was like those sounds came together to form this one creepy noise. Honestly, it's hard to explain. It sounded like a demon or a werewolf from the movies all at once. As soon as I heard that, I made a beeline for the cabin and I saw Neil's face fully drained of color. I push him inside and I ask him, what in the world would have made that noise? It took him a while to answer me and he said finally, I don't know. I've been in the woods hunting and fishing with my dad and brothers all my life and I swear to you, I've never heard any animal make that sound before. Then we hear it again, 
only now it's dreadfully close, almost just outside the living room window. Neil makes a mad dash to the bedroom to grab something to protect us with, and I run to the closet to grab something myself. I'd never been so scared in all my life. I was scared thinking, what if this thing tried to get in? And just as that thought left my mind, the bellowing erupts from just outside the front door. I take aim at the door, my tiny hand shaking, and I found myself praying like I hadn't done in years. The scream came again, only it wasn't at the door anymore. It was at our kitchen window. Neil and I stood back to back, ready for anything, and then we heard a crunching sound like rusty metal breaking with ease. We were too scared to move, too scared to go and investigate. After an hour of standing like that and not hearing anything else, we began to slowly walk over to the kitchen window to look and see if we could spot anything. Neil, being taller than me, looked out the window first, but when I heard him whisper, oh my God, I couldn't help but follow up with a worried, what do you see? He replied, it, it ripped a hole in our truck. I jumped up and looked out the window myself to see a gaping hole ripped in the door of the truck. We then double checked every door and window to make sure that we were locked in and we stayed up all night listening, scared that something would come back. Morning came and we decided to inspect the truck. Neil decided to go out first. We get to the truck and there were claw marks from the taillight to the passenger door and then a huge hole like this thing had punched it inwards. We go back inside in a hurry and call the forest ranger. He comes out about three hours later, looks at our truck, and then tells us that in the last six months, 12 different people have gone missing from this exact area. Even the nearby farms have reported the same sounds we have during the night. The next morning, the farms find their animals either gone or gutted. He told us it would be wise to clear out until they could find the animal responsible for all of this. He looked scared and pale himself. He said he didn't want to be up here for a long period of time. He said, to be honest with you folks, this place really creeps me out. I'll wait for you to pack your things and follow you down the main road, but that's it. We didn't need to be told twice. We tossed our stuff into the truck and flew down that dirt road. When we made it to the main road, we thanked him and we went home. To my knowledge, they've never found any animal thing or person, nothing that was doing those things in the woods and we've never been back there. We didn't see whatever it was, and I'm glad we didn't, but I do know that there's something making those sounds, something that could do a lot of damage easily, something that might just be taking people. Number three, the shadow man. 
submitted by Psychotic Guppy. I've always wondered how many other people have seen the Shadow Man. Maybe someone out there will know something more about him or can explain why I seem to have been targeted by him. For starters, I'm in my early 20s and this happened almost 13 years ago when I was 11. I was delighted by the thoughts of ghosts and liked knowing that if a loved one passed, they would be around me still. We had moved recently back then, and the house we moved into was just down the block from our old place. The houses were built on land that used to be an old swamp where countless people had passed in accidents or took their own lives. I know, right? Such a lovely place to build a community on. But let's jump to a week after we finally moved everything in. I began to feel uncomfortable in my own home. Whenever I was left alone for more than a few minutes at a time, I always felt like I had eyes on me, like someone was always behind me, breathing down my neck, but no one else was around. My room was 10 times worse than any other room in the house when it came to this feeling of despair. It came to the point where I could only feel comfortable in my own home if someone was around me at all times. I always felt as if someone was watching me. I just couldn't see who, but I could feel it around me. In that house, I always had horrible nightmares every night Dreams of being chased by something invisible, something I knew wanted to harm me. No matter where I went or where I could hide, it would always find me. Thankfully, I'd wake up before it could do anything, but I would always see his hands extended like he was going to strangle me. And that was the only time he'd appear in my dreams, those shadowy hands. I began to sleep in bed with my mother, and the dream stopped. I slept in her bed for two weeks straight, and then one night she told me I had to sleep in my own room, and that everything was going to be fine. I begged and pleaded for her not to make me go, but she told me I was just being silly, and that nothing was in there. There wasn't something in the whole house that was going to hurt me. She took me to my room, tucked me in bed, then patted my back until I fell asleep. That's when the dream started. I was running in the woods, away from this shadow man. He wasn't invisible completely anymore. He was six feet tall, with a medium build, wearing a long black trench coat, with an all-black Panama hat and heavy-sounding boots. I couldn't see his face or anything other than his shadow coming for me, wanting to hurt me even more. I tried to stop and hide, but he appeared right in front of me, forcing me to change directions, which led me to an edge of a cliff. But just as I was about to jump off and get away, I woke up in a cold sweat, my heart pounding, and I felt like I needed to get out of my room. So I crawled into bed with my mother. I was about to close my eyes when I saw him in real life. Saw him 
Walking down the hall towards her room, he stopped in the doorway, staring at me. Then he began to walk slowly but swiftly towards me. I laid there frozen in my fear as this shadow man was standing over me now. I was living a moment where my nightmare had literally come to life and was standing over me. I shut my eyes, waiting for something to happen. I thought it was all over. I opened my eyes again to see him beside the bed, leaning down, getting closer. He had his hands reached out, like he was going to hurt me. I could barely breathe. When I opened my eyes once more, after what felt like forever, the shadowy man was gone leaving behind the faintest echoing laughter. After that night, I never saw him again, not until my 21st birthday, where I found him in the corner of my room in the middle of the night. He was just watching me. He vanished again that time, leaving that faint laughter like he did before. I see him every so often still, I don't know what he is, and I'd always hoped it was just a fit of sleep paralysis way back when, but something tells me that I'm wrong about that. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Number four, Creepy Classmate, submitted by Shadia Demon. I always thought I lived in a nice neighborhood in a town where the worst person you could meet was someone with a twisted sense of humor and nothing more. Well, that's what I thought until my junior year of high school. 
My algebra class was filled with different kinds of people, despite it being a small class. There were the girls who care more about selfies than doing their work. There were the goth guys who were pretty chill when you got to know them. Then there were the rebellious guys who were always late to class. I didn't fit into any of these groups. I'm more of a tomboy and I don't see myself as a superficial person like many of the girls at our school. And neither did Tank. Tank was a boy who, at the time, I felt he was the only person in that class I could actually get along with, the only person that understood me. I just didn't get along well with the other people. He was really good at math too, so whenever I was stuck on a problem or I missed how to do a problem in class, I always knew Tank would help me out. When we did big group projects, he was always my go-to guy, even if I knew what we were doing. But when we were done with our work, we would talk about anything we liked, and that's how I found out we had a lot in common. We loved creepypasta for one thing. But his biggest passion seemed to be talking about weapons and how much he knew about them. I didn't really see this as a red flag, because there are people out there who are into weapons like guns and swords, people who would never imagine hurting other people. But as he talked about weapons, that's when I should have been listening to his red flags. Sometimes Tank would talk about how he could use a pencil as a weapon, how you could stab people with it. Two things I vividly remember him saying are, it's ironic, Weapons aren't allowed at schools, yet so many things here can be used as weapons. He looked at me and gave me this smile and said, anything can be used as a weapon. The latter was very true, but me being stupid, I brushed it off. I was thinking he wanted to brag about some things he heard on TV or something. Another red flag of his that I apparently ignored was how Tank talked about his grandmother who lived with him. He always complained about how she was lazy and never did anything but watch TV. All the while, she told Tank to do things that she could have easily done herself, like get her water and make her food every time she was thirsty or hungry. And he admitted to me, he said to me he wanted to kill her. But idiotically, I sympathize with him and I thought his want to kill her was just exaggerated. Still, this wasn't the worst thing about this twisted individual. What I should have taken note of, but didn't, was when he said he would love to destroy the school itself. It did unnerve me a little bit, but I didn't take the hint. Before I go on, I need to say this. If you're a student, and anyone says they want to hurt someone or destroy the school, even if you hate the place with a burning passion, you need to tell an adult. Even if the place is filled with teachers and students who could care less about you, please let someone know someone is intending violent behavior before things get worse. Don't be like I was. Don't simply brush it off. Later on, as my junior year was mere months away from ending, I began to notice that Tank had stopped showing up at class. At first, I thought he'd gotten sick, but as the days passed by, he never showed up. Soon, I was approached by a man from the dean's office, who I'll call Mr. Baldwin. 
Now, this man was outgoing, but he was a very serious man still. Nobody messed with him unless they were students who stupidly thought they were better than everyone else. He took me into his office, which scared me because I thought I screwed up at something, because, as you can tell, screwing up is what I do best. Mr. Baldwin told me I wasn't in trouble, but he did have some very important questions to ask me. He asked me if Tank told me that he had plans to take down the school, and at that moment, everything hit me like a Japanese bullet train. I told Mr. Baldwin that he did, but I never thought he would actually harm someone. I could feel my heart pounding in my chest when I told him this. After a few more questions, he sent me back to class. I later heard that Tank got suspended from school and he would be in juvenile detention after harming an old woman and robbing her with another student. I also learned that Tank had a stockpile of guns and ammunition in his home, items that his family didn't know he had. I really hope that Tank is getting the help he really needs, but I also hope he stays far away from other people because I honestly believe that we narrowly dodged a school shooting. And number five, they exist. Submitted by Bria Angel. Six years ago, my parents and I lived in an RV park that settled next to the Williamette River. I was pretty much the only kid that lived in that park, and since no one else was even close to my age, I had to make do for my own entertainment. My usual routine was leaving the trailer in the early afternoon. I would explore near the river and run around the wooded trail sitting just above the trailer park. There was even a perfect sitting stone I used to climb up and just survey the entire park, and I wouldn't come home until nightfall. Every now and then, you get your creeps and nosy neighbors, but I was old enough to know to stay clear of people that gave off bad vibes, to just ignore them. One night, I was sitting by my window, unable to sleep. I kept getting this odd pressure in my head that I couldn't ignore. It was making me restless, so I decided to do some stargazing. About 40 minutes in or so, I was beginning to get tired, and I was ready to call it a night until a flash of light caught my eyes. I quickly looked in the direction of this light, and I'm fairly certain this wasn't just another star. It was brighter and quite larger. It just stood there, still above the trees, not making any movement. I shrugged my shoulders, my rational brain thinking I was just seeing things, and I tried to go back to sleep. The next morning, I went about my usual day and even met another girl my age. She was visiting her grandparents for the weekend. Let's call her Deidre. Deidre and I got along fast and we spent the day playing with each other and I even showed her the cool spots I found over the years. When dinner time came, Deidre had asked me a very strange question. Hey, um... Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? I looked at her quizzically, 
and I shook my head. Well, not that I could remember. Why, what did you see? She nervously chuckled and then looked away. She had said that she had heard strange noises the other night from just outside. It was like a buzzing, eerie sound and strange lights came from outside her window. I was more of a realist then and I looked for possible solutions. Maybe it was some old clunker of a car driving by your trailer, I thought. She shook her head and changed the subject. That night, after I said goodnight to my mom, I laid in bed and began to relax, but I felt this almost sedative feeling overwhelm me. I couldn't move or blink. I was soon paralyzed. I panicked and tried to scream for my mother, but I couldn't make a sound. The irritating pressure on my head accelerated to the point I felt there was a balloon inside of me about to burst. Then the lights came from the window. Bright white lights engulfed my sleeping area. I couldn't hear anything. I barely could see that my dog was standing protectively over me, growling at something. My mind began to get fuzzy until my mother came barreling into my room, shaking me awake. Honey, are you okay? I blinked up at her, unsure of what was happening, and then I spoke. What's wrong, Mom? She looked relieved, and I could see tears in her eyes. She explained that the dog was going crazy, barking like someone had been trying to come in to get me. When she came in, she saw her standing over me. Then the lights disappeared. I didn't tell her that I was paralyzed or unable to speak. I think I didn't say anything because I didn't want to freak her out too much. She was already terribly worried. I remember after that, we went outside to see where the lights were coming from and we saw more over at the neighbor's house. Some of us suggested that it must have been a helicopter, but others argued who witnessed the scene that there was no such noise and it was too close to not be making noise at all. Soon it became a, it's not our problem so no worries kind of deal. Everyone except me eventually gave up and went to bed. The next morning I was very itchy underneath my chest and when I checked it out, I was expecting bug bites or a rash, but when I did look, I was horrified to see that I had two perfectly shaped circular incisions that weren't there the day before. I was so freaked out. I didn't want to show my mother. I didn't even believe it myself, but still to this day, I have the scars, and the only explanation I could give you is that extraterrestrial beings were outside my window that night. This was my experience. Whether you believe me or not is up to you, but I warn you, be careful when you're out at night and occasionally look up because you may not be alone out there. These have been the top five allegedly true scary stories from our subreddit. I wish to thank everyone who competed and sent a story to reddit.com slash r slash darkness prevails. Remember, you can send us your story this month and maybe you will win too. 
then again, competing in this contest means you've barely survived something quite horrifying. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. Remember to stop by morbidmonsters.com for a cool shirt or two and to support this channel. Thank you all, stay safe out there, and stay creepy.